0: going on everyone welcome to the ombra gaming podcast i am manny and as always i'm here with matt and steve what's going on guys hey how are you <laughs>
1: good thanks <laughs> everything's going well i'm excited because i've been playing destiny a lot gonna talk about destiny gonna write about destiny hell yeah
2: gonna sing about destiny
1: will you sing i'm writing a musical about destiny that's amazing Steve, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing all right. had a long day. You did have a long day.
0: Well, we're excited for this episode. It's going to be a really good one. But before we move on, some housekeeping. Guys, we're on Instagram. You should follow us there. Matt, what's the Instagram tag? Uh, Ombra Gaming. There you go. Follow us on Instagram. Tell your friends. Matt takes awesome pictures. They're so artsy, you would pay him for his pictures. So find us there. Find us on Twitter. Ombra underscore gaming. Let us know what you think. We love uh, interacting and, and chatting with our supporters. So hit us up. Also, like we said last week, the holidays are around the corner and you have to buy your friends some shit that they will like. Insertcoinclothing.com. Uh, they've been cool enough to give us a promo code for 15% off your next purchase. That promo code is 17OMBRA15. So that's 17OMBRA15. And you get 15% off your next purchase. Uh, it only counts once per customer and you can't use it on bundled items or items that are already on sale. Also, big news. Guys, we're on iTunes now.
2: <gasps> Hey-oh. Wow. That's huge. We
0: made it. This is going to be our last episode. Thank you so much for all the support. Just kidding. Not <laughs> kidding about the iTunes thing. That's an Apple thing, right? <laughs> it is an Apple thing. So find us on iTunes. All you got to do is search for us there. Listen to our podcast there. Subscribe. Rate. If you feel so compelled, leave us uh, leave us your thoughts. Let us know what you think. Having that kind of engagement on iTunes is only going to help us. It's only going to help us get our our name out there. So, yeah. Give us a hand and check us out on iTunes. All good things. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about a lot of exciting things. Some crazy things have happened in the last week since our last episode. Matt has started playing Destiny 2. That's amazing. We've been talking about it for a long time. It finally came out last week. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts, Matt. I know you have thoughts.
2: Quit holding out on the stream,
1: man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get on that stream. You're like, I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to do it tonight.
1: Nobody likes my stream. Not with that attitude. Like and subscribe, (laughs) follow me,
0: donate to my Patreon. I've started playing Wolfenstein too, and I have a lot of thoughts about that too.
2: So many thoughts this podcast.
0: I'm just about halfway through, so I think I've earned the right to have thoughts. Also, Paris Games Week started yesterday, and a lot of really cool things have been announced. So we're going to talk about that as well. So, with that... Let's get started with the podcast. Matt, tell us about Destiny 2.
1: All right, everyone. I'm playing Destiny 2 on the PC, unlike Manny and Steve, who play it on the PS4. I'm at light, my light's at 240 right now, so I haven't done like Nightfall or anything like that, but I have done some strikes. I have done a lot of like the side quests and things like that, and I've done the full campaign, which was pretty short, unfortunately. Number one plus that I'm going with, the best part of the game, in my opinion, is the music. I think the music is so fantastic I think it it makes the game period I think it's that good every environment every scene that you're playing through the music is just adding so 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 much to it and there's a story that when um, the original Star Wars came out didn't have John Williams tracks behind it and it was just like the scenes and like actors saw those scenes or something and And they were just like oh man this is not good (laughs) and when they saw it in theaters and they heard it with the actual soundtrack behind it it just like completely changed the entire movie and i think that's what the music in destiny does for the game
0: interesting i mean as much as i love in-game music and i as much as i think it impacts games too i don't want to say i didn't like notice and appreciate the music in destiny too but i think it's safe to say maybe not as much as you what's an example of like one that you particularly like like from a stage or a a planet that you like were like oh shit this music's amazing
1: there's the one level where spoiler alert if you haven't played through the game which like everyone should have yeah by this point um, there's one campaign level early on when you're leaving the city and you're being guided by Lewis the Hawk. Yeah. The music during that whole sequence before you get to the farm is not only has some of the best music in the game, but it also is, I think, hands down the best sequence of levels or if you want to consider that all one level in the entire yeah. game.
0: So you're talking about like the initial when you get kicked off the ship. The platform. Yeah. Yeah. And you're and you're call. like essentially powerless.
1: Yeah. So you make it not when you're in the city, but as soon as you get to the outskirts and you're mm-hmm. and you're being guided by the hawk the environment is beautiful there it's tense the tension actually feels real because you don't have any of your powers you have yeah. that like shitty gun um, you actually as a player feel like you could die from whatever the hounds and stuff that are attacking you it just felt like stripped away and real I thought it was the best level in the game for sure yeah
0: one of my favorite lines side note is when he's like I can't resurrect you mm. like that was emotional and, I, and and now that like we're sort of talking about it,
1: it's like sparking my memory of the music. And yeah, I agree. It was really impactful. Yeah, for sure. So to move over to a con, there's no new races, no new classes. And that's just like ridiculous. Like, yeah. come on. I mean, Destiny is MMO MMORPG. Like, that's what it is. And people forget that all the time. But like, right. every staple of an MMO is that it's adding classes. It's adding things for the players to choose. It's adding races. You know, it's adding skills. That's one huge component. And the fact that there's no new races or new skills in the initial game is like just ridiculous. It's absurd that that is not a thing.
0: Well, like for me, I didn't play Destiny 1. And so, like, I'm like, oh, cool. I got three new classes and all these Mm, new mm -hmm. skills. But, Steve, like, what do you think about that? Because you did play Destiny 1.
2: I totally agree with them because it was basically like they just took all the character models from Destiny 1 and just ported them over to Destiny 2. I can kind of see why they would have done it because I feel like they're focusing more on just the actual content as opposed to the characters in it. So I can see why maybe they chose to cut that corner because in their mind, maybe they're thinking, well, this is kind of like a continuation of the first one so we can keep the same thing. But to Matt's point, you don't expand on anything. You don't really experience anything. This is a, a game all about like space travel and you don't see any like different universes or anything like that. You don't see any new type of character where you're like, oh man, what could they possibly do? You just see the same thing that you saw in the first one. So someone like you, Manny, who has never played it before, picking up destiny 2 is probably just the best option because i think all around it's a better game than destiny 1. So if this is your first experience, i can see you just being like, yeah, this is awesome, but if you played destiny 1, you'd be like, yes, these characters didn't change an ounce, not even a little not even a yeah. bit.
0: And I, and i feel like from what i've read and from what i've heard, like a lot of people wanted just like a better call it like a better destiny one experience so maybe that had to do with it you know what i mean like i feel like bungie probably listened to that consumer feedback and we're like oh without changing too much we want to give them a better destiny experience rather than we want to give them a new destiny experience and you know especially with and we'll get to the paris game stuff later but especially with like the osiris announcements and, and the you know expansions that are sort of coming in the future maybe this is where they're going to start to add that
1: new stuff i just feel like a better destiny one experience was the taken king yeah <laughs> okay yeah now Destiny. Disney 2 is, like, two steps behind that. Really? In some ways. But, like, I do see it catching up um, and then surpassing it. But, yeah, that's yeah. how I feel right now. Cool. Another positive. The environments are unbelievably beautiful. They are yeah. so good. And, like, my laptop is four and a half years old now. Gaming laptop. Um, just like an oxymoron. But <laughs> it's... <laughs> The game is also, like, part of that is that the game is just so well optimized for non-supercomputers. And the fact that my laptop can even run it and, like, it also still just look fresh and wonderful is crazy.
2: Because I have it on PS4 Pro, and obviously it does the 4K, but it only does 30 frames per second. It doesn't do the full Mm, 60 like Mm -hmm. a computer would. And it still looks absolutely gorgeous. I throw mine on uh, movie mode, actually, and it's... The best for playing games. There's a game mode, but the movie mode looks absolutely incredible. Like every little bit on your character, the gun, when you hop on the Sparrow, and you just see like the grass blowing as you drive by, Uh, it's it's amazing to see it in that full 4K. So I can, so I can see how they're able to optimize it. So even if you don't have the most high-powered machine, it's still going to have a good look to it. I think that
0: might be my next. That might be my next purchase. 4K TV. It's pretty sweet.
1: That's (laughs) what (laughs) I've heard. And like whoever designed Nessus. That whole region is so good. They deserve an award. It's so cool. For sure.
0: I really like uh, the EDZ. And I think maybe because it feels and looks like Earth. And maybe, you know, part of me is like,
1: this will be me one
0: day. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. But yeah, no, I, I really like the environment at the EDZ. It's really cool.
2: Yeah, when you go to the EDZ, you're like, how did they figure out what 2020 looks like? Jeez, that was good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> this is really cool. Um, what else? Okay, con. So, despite those few cool moments, like, especially, like, the one I mentioned above with the hawk and that tension and everything. Yeah. I felt like the campaign story was pretty weak.
0: Yeah. I can see that. I mean, I don't know if I agree with the label weak. I think, like, short and lacking, like, a big blockbuster kind of moment. But I definitely see what you're talking about.
1: I question the decision to not voice act the player characters i do too because there are so many moments whether it's in a cut scene or whatever where they're silent and like making a weird facial emote and you're just like well no that doesn't really fit and it's sad too because the voice acting is actually one of my pluses it's stellar it's so good the voice acting is so good Cade, akora Cade is rad yeah, and of course, we all love Nathan. And Failsafe. <laughs> Failsafe is just best. like unbelievably good. I will say, I fucking hate Asher with
0: every ounce of every <laughs> cell in my body. He's like, you're making too much noise. I'm like, you fucking nerd, please shut up. <laughs> I'm saving Whoa, the universe, you imbecile.
1: Don't hate on Asher the nerd. He's a nerd. And then also the um ghost. The ghost is incredible, too his voice his lines are great i i heard that peter dinklage was the voice in the first one okay no, yeah no but then it got taken away after um one of the expansions i think he was only there for a short time i'm not crazy about the ghost actually i will say
0: uh his his saving grace one of his, one of my favorite lines actually in the game is the first time you learn your subclass it's like that first like tutorial mission where you're yeah. like i forget what planet it's on but like for you know, Steve and I were both rolling warlocks and so is the Dawnblade subclass. It's EDZ, isn't it? I'm pretty yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And you, like, you essentially find the light and you get your light back for the first time and it kind of, like, pans around the Guardian and it just kind of zooms in as you raise your gun and uh, Ghost says, eyes up, Guardian. I was like, ah, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> that, was like a, that was, like, an empowering line.
1: Yeah, no, I think the voice acting is a huge plus. But, yeah, that's why the decision to not voice act the Guardians is really weird to me.
0: Now, if they did voice... The guardians. I guess there would be like would there be one voice for all female characters and one voice for all male characters? No, I think
1: it would be race and gender.
0: Okay. It's a lot of actors.
1: It is, and it's a lot of lines, but games do it all the time. That's true. I mean, I have a pretty great voice. I think I'd make a good, you know, guardian voice, right? Yeah, as long as you didn't have to
2: say the word (laughs) Discord.
1: They're like, Yeah, you're fired. I'm sorry. We gotta let you go. (laughs) They're just like,
2: What are you from? Long Island?
1: And then I've I so I have other pluses but I'm going to save them for my article. Oh
2: yeah. Check that out third. Oh. That's going to be next week. Never mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do want to mention one con which should be infuriating to everyone is the fact that there is an expansion coming out less than 2 months after I could play the game on PC. That is the most absurd piece of shit that i've ever heard you're you're saying that's unfair to us console folks what, no 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 no
2: no you're saying it's unfair to the pc people it's unfair to anyone who
1: bought the game whether it was console or pc and then they're releasing a $20 expansion december 5th right i yeah. and i could start playing the game october 24th that's unbelievable that is yeah. unbelievable that content was finished before the game was released no doubt in my mind
0: oh for sure but I mean like I don't know I, I feel like that's that's like par for the course as far as like
1: game releases are concerned what are the game what are the game releases sending expansion within 40 days yeah, what are the I, game no what other game has done that not within 40 days none that I can think of but yeah
0: I, I get what you're saying I just feel like it's like just the fucking norm now which well is that really, that's which, that's which the problem. is bigger picture infuriating yeah
2: call Moriarty has talked about this a bunch how because people are still going to shell out money for it. So games are going to keep doing this. And it sucks because, like, what are we going to do? Just be like, no, I don't want to play that. Because eventually you're going to cave like, eh, yeah, I kind of want to fucking play that. And then you go download it and then you play it. Two months from, not even two months from when the PC players play it. But we just got it in September, too. Was that yeah. five months ago?
0: Right. Osiris is being released, what, December 5th? And then spring 2018 there's going to be another one. So
1: by the middle of next year... You're, we're paying for two destinies the right move would be osiris's free dlc and then whatever the next thing is could be an expansion right
2: if they did a free dlc or even like five bucks i'd pay five bucks for this thing i'm gonna pay 20 because i'm a sucker but like if this was like five bucks and then they released a bigger expansion in the spring and they charged 40 bucks like they did with the taken king i would do
1: it i mean again destiny is an mmo and you look to World of Warcraft, those expansion packs come out. I think they started coming out every two years. And then in between those, there's just like massive amounts of patches and updates with content. But I guess that's also on a subscription service. So I should take that into account too. No, but I definitely get what you're saying. And it is kind of a fucking bummer. And be I like think
2: Rockstar. What was that? Be like Rockstar. Have yeah. like Grand Theft Auto has been just pumping free online DLC for since 20, 2013
0: yeah and people are absolutely eating
1: that up I mean, yeah no, why wouldn't TT they online. and I guess that's it for now if you haven't summoned Orbo you should do that
0: well cool man I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited for uh, your article to come out and I'm glad you're finally in the Guardian community now if only there could be
1: some cross-platform uh, I know
2: it's never gonna happen
1: yeah, and I, also just to make clear, I am enjoying the game more than I have cons. Even though that last one, I was very passionate. I do very much enjoy the game and enjoy playing it, and we will play it for weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months and months to come.
0: That being said, that Osiris trailer looked absolutely fantastic. Trailer did look excellent. We'll cover that in uh, in the topic of the pod. But before we get there, can I talk about Wolfenstein too? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great episode, everybody. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Great intro.
0: <laughs> yeah, Wolfenstein 2, I bought it last Friday. Um, I've been playing it. From what I hear, the, the campaign is about 14 hours. I'm, I think, like six in, so I'm like almost halfway through. The game is awesome. I'm having a really, really good time with it. I'll start with some of the positives, though. Similar to Destiny 2, the voice acting is incredible. I think like 50% of the reason that I'm invested in playing this game continuously is because the characters are really, really built out. Like every single one of them is built out in a really, really deep way. Which is really cool. Like they all have really complex personalities. They all have like, you know, their motivation overall is like, hey, Nazis are ruling the world. Let's stop that. But like individually, they all have sort of their own backstories. They all have their own reasons to be angry, whether it's, you know, like, for example, BJ Blazkowicz, his Anya, his like wife, um, she's pregnant with twins. So he has like that motivation. Um, whereas like other characters, you know, there's like a, a race element involved. There's, so, there's this woman whose name I'm totally forgetting and her whole sort of like vibe is very like Black Panthers. like it's she's that kind of character. And so there's like a race element added. Um, there's like an old Jewish scientist that that you know develops weaponry and tech for you. and so he has like his religion as part of it. And so there's all these different elements that makes each individual character, compelling which is awesome you know usually in games you get a couple different characters that are really really compelling and everyone is just sort of the like ensemble everyone is like a leading role in this game which is cool you know I think BJ is really well his like sort of character or like persona is also really well built and it's interesting because like throughout the series and the ones that I have played he's like this big tough guy and I think this is like a slice you kind of see like a slice of mortality basically like his legs are useless he wakes up and he's like really weak and he can only move with the help of that like really rad looking power suit from a physical perspective right like he he's kind of useless but even when he has his suits on you know you'll be walking into a new stage with new enemies and he kind of has this monologue where he talks about his past or he talks about his father i mean the opening scene is is his father essentially like beating his mom and being really abusive so like there's a whole there's a lot of complexity to the characters which really makes me want to come back like it's it's playing a game but it's also watching a movie at the same time that being said like i'm a huge fan of being empowered in games you know i talk about metal gear in the same vein but this this game does a really good job at that but in a really realistic way because bj is not he's not like a huge tank that can just take bullets like a sponge i'm actually playing on the hardest difficulty which which i did intentionally not really realizing how hard the the game was Anyway, but it doesn't take a lot to put him down. It takes like, I don't know, maybe three bullets, four bullets at most, which is frustrating, but I think makes for a more rewarding game overall. Also, the music is incredible. Oh, my God. Like every time there's like, you know, it takes place in like the 60s. And so it kind of has that the initial sort of wave of rock in the US feel to it, which is really cool. And it, and it sort of crescendos at the perfect moments as more enemies, more waves of enemies are, are storming in or as, you know, you pick up a new weapon. I mean, the weapons are awesome too, right? You have everything is basic from like a, a pistol, machine guns, assault rifles, and then you have like all these crazy weapons. For example, there's one and they all have like these like wacky German names, but there's one that's essentially a laser and it just like melts things as that you shoot at. Um, like there's like certain there's certain materials, like different kinds of metal walls and like concrete beams that you can just melt the enemies are they're not smart when you're engaging them but they're really really quick to know you exist so like one of the things that it was sort of like marketed as was like hey you can you can be stealthy you have these stealth kills with a hatchet where you can come up behind and that's you know from all the trailers we watched of nazis getting like chopped up like those are stealth kills but those kills come way too infrequently just because like they'll notice you from way too far away and they'll set off you know there's like commanders that set off alarms that bring in more waves of enemies and once that alarm starts going off like it's just like a goose chase to find where their commander is and he might be like four floors below you underneath a desk or something you know and you got to go find him while going through all these waves so that's actually kind of frustrating but once the enemies are engaged like they're manageable which i appreciate too that being said one thing that's like an adjustment for me is the pacing it's really 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 fast Especially coming from Destiny, where everything is like fluid and smooth, this is like very jerky. Like the sprint is like way too fast. Like I still have very little control over it, which was really frustrating at first. And I'm, I'm still getting used to it. And like all of the combat is just very quick. If you stand still, like you're totally fucked. Like duck and cover just doesn't work. You just need to be on the move at all times, um, which I'm still sort of learning. But yeah, I mean, like I've had a really good time with it so far. Like, it's like very fun and every engagement, and I'm not even exaggerating, every engagement has been like this white knuckle experience where I'm like sweating and my heart is racing and the music is crescendoing and, you know, like... Uh, there's no regen health, which is new for me too, right? Like, most of the games I play, you get hit, and then you slowly regenerate, but that's just not the case. You have to, like, hunt around for armor, and you have to hunt around for health, and that, like, just adds to that tension. So, like, every experience has just been, like, cranked up to 12, and it's been really, really fun.
2: I like how they've always kept that around, though, because that just, is like, harkens yeah. back to Wolfenstein 3D, exactly, where you're running around to eat the ration meals and find yeah. the body armor and all that stuff, so that's really cool to keep that around.
0: Definitely, and it's cool because it's it, it plays into BJ's character because he's essentially like a useless human without his suit. He only has 50% health at all times. So if you pick up a health pack that gives you 40 extra health, you'll go up to 90 and then it slowly trickles down back to 50. And so like if you wait too long, I mean and, and health is actually very plentiful, same with ammo and armor. But if you wait too long, like, you'll just be at 50 again, and that's where you start. But, it, yeah, it is really cool, and I think it, like, demands more from the player, and it forces you to adapt from, like, your Destiny play style or your Call of Duty play style or whatever, which is cool. So I, I think it's, like, in a lot of ways, I think the best word to use for it is just, like, very refreshing. That was two
1: words. <laughs> but you get my point. Bethesda's very into their uh, power suits. They love them. It's all about oh, the power suits. Suits. those power suits. Yeah, it's a great trope. I'll play power suit games all
0: day.
2: Yeah, I haven't had a chance to get my hands on it, but I do plan on picking it up within the next week or so.
0: It's great. And like, I don't remember the last time I played a single player campaign. So it was just both a throwback and like new and, and different for me at the same time. Plus, I might be in the minority here, but I happen to be in the school of thought that Nazis are bad. So it feels great to shoot them.
2: I hope to God you're not in the minority there.
0: Yeah, no, that was a that was hyperbole. Yeah, and, and, like, the characters are great at making you hate them. They, like, say all this mean shit if you die.
2: Oh, so they just act like they're, Nazis? They're mean. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Good game. Get it. Buy it. Play it. Let's keep it going. Let's talk about Paris Games Week. Oh, you want to talk about Paris Games Week? Let's talk about Paris Games Week. Oh, we can talk a little PGW. All right. Matt, do you want to talk about
2: PGW? No. All right, guys. It's been a great episode.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: So, Paris Games Week kicked off yesterday. The big thing was Sony's conference, and really the way I kind of looked at Sony's conference was basically like an appetizer for PSX coming in December. I feel like in PSX they're going to show a lot more, um, hopefully give some actual release dates, because a lot of these big games coming out next year, they haven't given a firm release date for which I feel like is going to become the norm moving forward because how many games have we seen now where they put a firm release date and they push it back like it happened with Uncharted 4. It's happened with it happened with a Batman Arkham
1: Knight it happens like every video game these days. Yeah.
2: So I'm, I'm I'm okay with them just being like early 2018 or spring 2018 and as we get closer just give me a firm date. So that way they're not like yeah it's going to come out in spring and then they're like nah it's going to come out in November like that would grind my gears but I did see some good stuff. They had just expanded trailers, more gameplay trailers of games we've seen, a couple new trailers. We're going to save the best for last hint, but I wanted to kick it off. They did a bunch of VR stuff, and I know, Manny, you had your thoughts on PSVR, but they did have a couple things that looked kind of cool. Um, one was Stifled. Stifled looked like a truly terrifying experience. Looked like a really good horror experience. And then there was Blood and Truth. When I was watching the kind of funny game stream of it, Greg Miller brought up. It's like, yeah, it kind of looks like a mix of like Taken and James Bond. So you're basically like a secret agent. You have to like stealth around and shoot people. So that looked kind of fun. Again, I don't know. It looked like there was a lot of movement in it. So I know your big complaint was if they don't have two cameras, then yeah. how's it really going to work? So we'll see. It did look like they're making uh, a strong effort to build that games catalog so for sure maybe there will be improvements to the technology as we go along but clearly it's selling
0: I mean the the PSVR actually recently learned that it sold more uh, units than the Vive and the Oculus combined by February of this year so like almost a year ago now it outsold the the other competitors and I think that's a product that being cheaper but to your point about the future um, and like the effort that they're putting in I was happened to also be watching the kind of funny games cast and Greg Miller likened it to the people who, who, who the, the early adopters of any tech product, right? Like they know what they're getting into. They know this isn't the pinnacle of, of where that, of, of where that kind of technology is going. Yeah. Which is like fair. That's fine. But like, again, like, I mean, I think all those, the, the, the trailers looked cool. They looked really fun, but functionality is going to be the death of them, you know, in my own personal opinion. So I don't know. We'll see.
2: Yeah, I think uh, to your point, it kind of, the reason why they're probably selling so much is because it's not only the cost, but the familiarity. Like people know Sony, they know PlayStation, they associate PlayStation with games where when you hear about like HTC and things like that, they associate almost with phones. So Mm -hmm. it's those people trying to figure everything out. So yeah, hopefully they make some improvements because it does look like they are trying to do a serious effort to make a substantial game catalog for it so i give them credit for that at least didn't they didn't
0: they also announce that final fantasy is coming to vr as well that fishing game
2: yeah it's the fishing it's final fantasy 15 the fishing like the mini game sounds about right
0: i mean i guess that's like the the best thing they can do because all you do is sit in a fucking boat (laughs) which is about as much fun as playing psvr you can
1: also fish from a dock there's a lot of customization there's actually more character customization in the final fantasy 15 fishing game than there is in destiny 2 character creation
2: (laughs) oh boom this one concrete genie looked a lot of fun kind of one of those obscure like ps3 games that used to get released where you control this little boy and some of the scenes they show in the trailers like getting bullied and he has this ability where he can draw graffiti on the walls and like you can draw creatures you can make like the different buildings and different creations and those like, creatures will actually help you through certain levels. So it looks like a, a fun little unique experience. So I do always appreciate how they put a lot of effort into getting indie game developers on their platform. Because you see all these just obscure games that end up actually being a fun time. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Journey. I think Journey is one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. And then I played The Unfinished Swan. I thought that was a really cool game where you just kind of go through. It. It's like this blank canvas of just a white world. And you have to just like throw ink and like paint at things to kind of see where the world creates and just like little unique experiences they don't take long to play but they're really cool once you actually get your hand on them
0: also another another one of those smaller games Guacamole, was announced and people are going nuts over it yeah
2: no Guacamole was a very popular game so the second one same thing with uh spelunky because spelunky mm-hmm. 2 got basically announced and they they had big fallings because again they don't take much to play and they're just kind of fun you know you just you get lost in that little 2d world for a little bit um mm. So, both of those got announced, and a couple other small ones I wanted to bring up. One of them here is Erica. So, I don't know if you guys watched the trailer for Erica. I did. But this game looks incredible. It blends real actors, so, like actual scenes that have been acted out. With CGI moments and you make the decisions for this main character who I can only assume is named Erica. No, that is her name. It says it in the trailer. But anyway, so you make these different decisions and um, the, the game unfolds based on how you choose. And I've seen a similar game like this. I can't, I'm, I'm slipping on the name right now, but it's in the PlayStation Store and it's based on kind of like a horror movie where you control like the character actors and you make certain decisions. I was almost going to buy it, but I, I didn't do it because I, I think I was playing like Mad Max and then Destiny came out. So I've been all over the place, but I think it's cool that there are more game studios now attempting to do this type of technology um, because it really is like, that's like the next step. Like how good can the graphics be when they're just like, all right, well, we're at this point Let's just get real actors. (laughs) So it looks like it'll be a cool, uh, definitely a different experience. So I'm looking forward to that one. So now let's get into some of the big ones just to kick off so that way we can get this out of the way. Since we already talked about destiny the Curse of Osiris that got announced comes out December 5th. It looks really great. We all know that we don't want to pay for it, but we will because we're a bunch of suckers.
0: So true. Ghost of Tsushima. I'm really excited about this game.
2: I don't know if any of you guys have ever played the Infamous games. Have you guys played the Infamous games? No, I have not. So it's it's a Sony-only thing because Sucker Punch is the studio behind Infamous, and everyone's been wondering, like, what are they doing? We haven't heard from them in so long, and they kick off with this trailer, and at the end, they just say "Sucker Punch Games," and the place went nuts because we've been waiting for what they've been doing next. Granted, like I, I if they did another Infamous, I would have ate that up too because I love those games. But this is this looks incredible. The visuals were absolutely stunning. But it looks like there's going to be some awesome sword fighting, which doesn't really happen too often on a lot of games. I feel like I feel like there's not many good ones with like some really solid sword mechanics. Hey, have you played For Honor? A lot of swords. No, 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 I'm not playing For Honor. There. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> So it looks, it looks like a lot of fun. I'm happy to see that Sucker Punch kind of finally came out of the woodwork and was like, this is what we've been working on, because it looks awesome. So looking forward to that. No release date, of course, but I feel like they probably are still in the relatively early stages oh, of that production. Far Cry 5. Oh, my God. Everybody should play Far Cry 5. Every single Far Cry installment has gotten better. I was a big fan of Far Cry 4. I know Manny, is. Uh, we've already talked about this, how much he loved Far Cry 3. Did, eventually, I will go back to that. I'll play it sometime. Don't worry.
0: I will say I'd like to amend your statement that you just made far cry primal was a
1: bag of shit
2: <laughs> yeah but that was like one of those one-off if it doesn't have another yeah. number in it that's just like yeah, a that's
1: true. side game i heard they built that on a new engine
0: <laughs> <laughs> i heard they built that on a new engine
1: but
2: far cry 5 the uh the whole trailer was just pumping up their co-op campaign
0: and I'm so fucking there for it. Yeah. Oh, my God, am I excited.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time they've done that, correct? I don't think so. They did. Oh, man. I don't remember no, in Far they, Cry no, 4. No, this
0: is, this is not the first time. They did it in Far Cry 4. Did I they? I remember. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, like, certain maps and missions, you could do it. But I don't know if you could do campaign missions for, uh, co-op, which is new. Um, I think what you could do before, where where you could do like set pieces.
2: Okay, it's been a long time. I can't remember. I think I played Far Cry Four in like 2014. That's many, many brain cells ago. But. It looks awesome. This is one of those first ones where you have, like, the American antagonist. The gameplay looks incredible.
0: It looks so the good. The graphics
2: look phenomenal. Um, yeah. They definitely made some improvements. It looks like there's going to be a ton more travel options, which seems cool.
0: And, and I think that one of the really exciting things about it is, I mean, like, first of all, that, that trailer was fucking amazing when they played yeah. uh, uh, You and Me, that song. Yep, that was so good. Incredible, and I think what the the really excited thing about it was that it showed all. It wasn't just like, yeah, you can do co op, you can do things with your friends. It showed a really wide variety of the different ways you could go about doing. Yeah, missions. that was really cool. And every clip, both characters were doing two different things. You know, one of them was running and gunning, the other one was in a truck. One of them was in a plane, the other one was on a boat. So like for me, Far Cry Five is the definition, textbook perfect example of open world empowerment. Right. I think it's like better than GTA five because it gives you more to do. It gives you more tools in your toolbox. And I'm I, I, Steve, I can't wait to play that game with you. I'm so excited. I will
2: be getting that one. And that does have a release date. So mark your calendars, folks, February 27th, 2018. So that's when I will be purchasing that. And we can just far cry all the days.
0: I'm like giddy about this game.
2: Yeah. I'm very excited about that. Speaking of games, I'm excited about Spider-Man. Are you that excited for it? I genuinely think this could be one of the best games for PlayStation. Wow. All
0: right. Not that I disagree, but sell me because I'm neutral right now.
2: Well, first of all, it's going to be open world. And if the trailer's any indication, it looks like you're going to be able to do perhaps a mix of Spider-Man and Peter Parker. And that is one of the things that I think like the steady Batman games could have learned from because the Batman game on Telltale does a great job of splitting up your time as being Batman and Bruce Wayne. And I think being the actual human out of the suit as a a cool element to the game because you could do missions different ways they still have their purpose for instance any batman movie bruce wayne does detective work as bruce wayne because that's his disguise at that particular moment same thing with peter parker so if they can somehow incorporate that i think it's going to be phenomenal he's
1: got to do his homework is that what you do during the day when you're peter parker in this game go to high school you get all your you're just butt mashing to fill in uh, scantron sheets
2: (laughs) I'd love to take some Algebra too. Go back to that.
1: Yeah,
0: You actually have to recall real-life trigonometry.
2: That's actually a good segue, because the way this game kicks off is he's basically thinking of retiring as Spider-Man to just live a regular life with MJ.
1: Oh, is he old in this game? No, he's a high schooler.
2: He's still... I think he's still high school. No, I think he might have been out of high school at this point. But he's,
1: like, still living slash depending on Aunt May, right? You know, at some point, these millennials got to go start working for themselves. I remember there was a scene in the trailer where Aunt
0: May offers him money. So I think he's young enough where, like, he's a fucking broke kid.
2: And then Mr. Negative is the main villain, and he does some bad, bad things that draw him out and be, make him be Spider-Man again. Wait, what'd you who'd you say was the main villain? Mr. Negative. There was also a scene that
0: panned across a sign that was, um...
2: Osborn for mayor?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I could imagine we'll probably get a little Green Goblin teaser at the end of that game, because I don't doubt that they're going to try to make this into a franchise. But then you also see... Wilson Fisk too. So you see Kingpin, he gets taken That's away true. like Norman Osborn is basically the mayor responsible for arresting Kingpin.
0: So there's a lot of little villains that get dropped which is which is like Marvel's fucking textbook style you know what i mean like dropping those hints for future installments yeah they do it in the movies they do it in the games so i love it i'm all about it i love it too this is great because they're all good villains part of sorry to interrupt part of the reason that i'm like neutral and and maybe this is more of a personal thing but like i think of iron man i think of batman i think of any other superhero whether it be in the marvel or the dc universe and there's just more to them than (gasps) spider-man now before everybody gets mad spider-man like his skills are here and for those who are listening, I'm holding my hands ten inches apart from each other. There, there's like a set n- number of skills, right?
2: Man, Peter Parker is way more interesting than Tony Stark. Are you kidding me? Iron Man has more than Spider Man. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying personality. I'm <laughs> saying skills
0: wise. Iron Man, Batman, fucking most superheroes. They, there's more to them.
1: Uh, skills-wise.
2: First of all, Spider-Man has absurd power. Like, you know, we're we're getting way off topic here, but anyways.
1: No, I think it's an important argument to make. He shoots webs and he's really strong and he has spider sense.
2: He has super strength. He has, like, absurd strength. So does Iron Man. Iron Man, like, picks fucking buildings up. Oh my
1: God. This is terrible. Look, Peter Parker is a normal high school student. That's why he's so relatable. Tony Stark, billionaire. Bruce Wayne, billionaire. I'm not in high school. Also not in high school.
2: I do I do love Batman, though. I love Batman, too. The reason why I think it's going to be one of the best games on PlayStation is because, first of all, the graphics look phenomenal, and the gameplay looks amazing, because you're going to be able to swing from all these crazy things. It's open world. I mean, even Batman wasn't open world. Like Arkham Knight, I guess, was technically open world, but it still wasn't a very expansive map so i'm very curious to see what they can do uh, it's cool that it's playstation only because they've been just focusing on that one technology so they're going to try to maximize the ability from the playstation and then it's insomniac games insomniac has a very strong record of making very good games and this is the first spider-man game in a long time that i've been genuinely excited for yeah. what was
0: the last spider-man game that came out i don't even remember
2: they've had a few that have popped out i can't remember the name of it but the last one i really cared about was the one whatever the spider-man was that came out with the original spider-man movie with the green goblin for playstation 2 like that was the last one i really
0: played the last one i played was on the gamecube
2: so yeah it's been a while so that that spider-man that's why i think it's gonna be pretty solid um unfortunately it just has a 2018 release date so who knows when we get to see that all right so two more before the last one two quick ones god of war looks really cool it's Changing it because it's a much more sullen Kratos and now he's walking around with what appears to be his son. And a beard. Of course the beard. That that's his more like I'm a dad now. This is my beard face. So that's like Kratos now. It's his life. I'm curious to see how I'm gonna like the kid. I'm not a huge fan of like a lot of like kid sidekicks and games.
0: As we said in the last episode, children are creepy. As they are. If
2: it does anything like Ellie was in Last of Us, because I fell in love with Ellie. Her lines were so funny. She had just yeah. the it's just a completely endearing personality. So if he's like that, I'll be down with it. But there's definitely interaction between Kratos and the kid, and you'll probably end up using the kid for certain aspects of the game. For sure. So for I'm sure. looking forward to that. Spring twenty eighteen for that one. So Oh no, it was I'm sorry, it was early two thousand eighteen. Whatever early means.
0: Early two thousand eighteen means. August two thousand nineteen.
2: Last one before the finale. Detroit Become Human. Quantic Dream. I love Quantic yeah. Dream. Heavy Rain. Beyond Two Souls. I enjoyed every minute of both of those. Beyond Two Souls got a lot of flack because a lot of people were like, Oh, you really have any you don't really do anything. And I can see that there's a lot of times where you're not really doing much to make the gameplay move it's very much like you're kind of playing through a movie but it's a phenomenal movie it was so moving the character acting is amazing they had um Ellen Page uh Willem Dafoe
0: I feel like Ellen Page should be like hailed as one of the best voice actresses I think she's incredibly talented as a uh, talented as a voice actress
2: yeah and Beyond Two Souls is awesome Heavy Rain was awesome because you were it was trying to figure out these mysteries like who's this killer where are these kids and you play as so many different characters and the the first time i played through that game i screwed up the ending like the killer walked away all the important people died (laughs) i I was like man i made a wrong turn somewhere that's why you're not (laughs) a detective steve
1: i made a wrong turn somewhere
2: i had to replay that game (laughs) so i could see a happy ending because that was depressing (laughs) tickle um but so i'm really looking forward to it It because quantic dream they really deliver their gameplay obviously their gameplay visuals are superb they're some of the best i've ever seen and now this is going to be the first one they've made for the next generation consoles so i'm really looking forward to that one uh that one got a 2018 release date i think that was spring 2018 so spring 2018 is gonna have a lot of stuff all right and the last one they closed their show with a trailer that no one really knew what was going on. It was super gruesome. You got this woman being dragged, it was brutal. Oh, it was so brutal. Matt, have you seen this trailer? No, I haven't watched it. Oh, you got to watch it. So, setting the scene here, you got this woman being dragged in the darkness, and it's raining, and there's people holding like um, the they're, they're holding torches. This woman's being dragged, and then they're trying to hang her up, and you see before they start lofting her up, there's a bunch of other bodies hanging from the tree. And so she's swinging, and they're basically trying to poke her stomach, basically insinuating she's carrying a child. And then all of a sudden, arrows come flying. These other two characters come and rescue the woman hanging. And right at the end, here come the clickers, and it's the last of us two. And I went nuts. Because these were all new characters. Not one shot of Joel or Ellie in this entire trailer. Then people were able to figure out that one of the teaser posters they had released a couple months back, the arm in it is actually this woman who was trying to be dragged to be hung. So whoever this is, is going to be a very popular character, I imagine, in this game. You're going to have to use her. And there's a lot of popular theories going around right now. The main one being is that... It's going to be a mix of a prequel and a sequel, where you're going to play flashback scenes, you're going to play current scenes, and the main prevailing theory right now is the woman who they are trying to hang is Ellie's mom, and that she's carrying Ellie in that scene. So this is my little add-on to that theory is ellie's mom was probably part of the beginning of the fireflies and because you hear like throughout the trailer it's like oh she's one of them why are we going to help her so there's people who disagree with the fireflies and the whole premise of the last most one is you need to get ellie to the fireflies doctor because she's possibly the cure so my thought is that ellie's mom if this is ellie's mom she got pregnant by someone who was infected in an attempt to see if they could give birth to someone because somehow these people poking at her with a knife are insinuating that they know she's carrying like basically something evil yeah not so many words i forget the exact words they use but it's basically like a a devil child
0: yeah i think she said uh you are it was like you're bursting with sin or something like that right
2: so that's my thought on it that she intentionally impregnated herself with someone who was infected to see if perhaps that could find the cure
0: and i think that's a really good theory and i think it would add a really interesting layer of like who's the bad guy here i mean that woman spoiler to people who haven't seen the trailer she gets killed by the end of the trailer but i mean like no she doesn't (laughs) no the one who's trying to kill her she gets a hammer to the head.
2: Oh, 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 yeah, no, I'm talking, yeah, I've been talking about the one who was hanging.
0: No, I know, but, like, what my, what I was trying to say is, like, it plays with the idea of, like, who's good and who's bad. I mean, obviously, the woman who's trying to hang her is a crazy and a bad person, but, yeah. like, she was also trying to hang a woman who might be impregnated by somebody who might be carrying a clicker or something awful, yeah, you know no what I mean? so I think it plays with a lot of interesting concepts. And, and even for me, who I'd even finished The Last of Us, so...
2: Go and finish it. It's so good. I know.
0: Like, after seeing that trailer, I was like, well, I know what I'm going to do this weekend. So, yeah.
2: so that looks absolutely incredible. I love how they close it out because when people were watching it, no one knew what it was. A lot of people thought it was Days Gone, which didn't make an appearance... I imagine we'll get more about Days Gone at PSX. But closing out with that because the only other bits we've had have been the two teaser posters and then that very short teaser trailer where Ellie's playing the guitar and then, like, a shadowy Joel shows up, which sparked the rumors that Joel's dead. She's just imagining him. You don't actually see his face. So there's a lot of – it's amazing how many theories we can have with literally six and a half minutes worth of footage. And uh, And it was interesting, too.
0: the, the, The title screen never pops, right? It's right just at, the the Dog logo at the end.
2: No, no, right at the end it goes the last one's oh, part is... two. Yeah.
0: Well, it's just interesting. Like even since yesterday afternoon when it when that trailer popped, there's been articles on Kotaku, there's been articles on Polygon. Like people are really freaking out about how violent and how kind of brutal it was.
2: Reminded me of the first one.
0: <laughs> right, especially because like all the characters, with the exception of like two in the trailer, were all female. And some people are like really. Who one's a child. <laughs> right, right. It's and wild. I can see. I think there's like a really strong case for it in the in the sense that they showed it at a huge flagship event whereas usually like these kinds of things are released through trailers on youtube and it kind of spreads that way but you know for sony to come out and say hey this is our event these are all the things you have to look forward to look at this really really brutal brutal trailer i think it's like a really intense thing and i mean like i'm excited for the game i'm definitely gonna go back and play the last of us now but i think it was i I don't know i think it was just like an interesting choice to include something so intensely violent at such a sort of like widely marketed event Yeah. So I see what people are saying. That being said, it looks phenomenal. So
2: I can't wait. There's a lot. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of stuff. I am. I still say, because I said this on a few podcasts, uh, a few podcasts ago, um, I still don't think we probably see that game until like 2019 at the very earliest, maybe late 2018, but unless they say something more at PSX, I don't see that game come until like 2019 and maybe even 2020 at the latest.
0: One of the ones that I'm actually really excited for, and I think it would fall in one of the sort of like smaller, not huge, huge title games is the Hong Kong Massacre. Yeah, that looked cool. Yeah, that looked really cool. It reminded me of Ruiner, which I played and and really enjoyed. It definitely reminded me of like Hotline Miami, right? It's like a top-down shooter, but it's cool how they play with space like you can actually like vault over bars or tables and things like that and there seems to be more of a built-out story and the action looks really high-paced um and it's like a really gritty kind of reminds me of max Payne almost it's a very raw kind of feel which i i really like but holy shit what a time to be alive there's so much awesome awesome shit coming out
2: oh i totally forgot the horizon zero dawn dlc the frozen wilds that's right that is coming out on november 7th and it's going to get my money, and it's going to be a perfect excuse for me to fire that game back up because it's such a fun game, and I'm totally streaming that DLC um, either next As Friday, either Friday or Saturday, depending on what I got going on. But I'll let you guys know for sure. You can watch me play. Number
0: one, what are you most excited for about from from PGW, Steve?
2: Number one, what I'm most excited for? Oh man, it's so tough. It's I mean, it's got to be The Last of Us too. Like I just every time they give me a little taste, I just I need more. Like I can't. I, I, we talked about it last uh, two podcasts ago that Last of Us is one of my most replayable games. It's The story is so phenomenal. The characters are just gripping. And the fact that now they're introducing clearly new characters where you're probably going to get to play as these new characters. I'm so curious just to see where the world goes because I think with how they've basically kind of stopped doing Uncharted, like Uncharted 4 is, based, is looked at as the last Uncharted game um, aside from the side content that came out this past summer. I think The Last of Us can really be one of those games where you you get a few you know, a few different entries out of it just because there is such a world to explore. So I'm very happy that they are looking to add new characters to that mix.
0: I would say Far Cry 5, Manny's Game of the Year 2018. Wow, lock it in. that's exciting. Nothing better than that. Unless they come out with Bloodborne 2 or Dark Souls 4, lock it in. Manny's Game of the Year. Locking it in. Well, there's a lot to look forward to. I've been really pumped about all the announcements that came out at the keynote from PGW. Hopefully they'll come out when they say they will because we want to cover them on the podcast and streaming and all that good stuff but in the meantime I hope everybody has an awesome awesome week and we will see you guys very soon dude
2: I want to play that at the end of it. Just you going... Dee, doo, 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 doo. We can do that.